Gospel of John, John chapter 5, verse 24. Let's talk about, let's look at this morning quickly, four witnesses of Jesus Christ. Uh, Gospel of John chapter 5, look at verse 24. Jesus Christ here speaking, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Amen. There's Jesus Christ claiming he has eternal life and that you'll, he'll give you that eternal life. You'll pass from death unto life, he says in verse 25. And it all comes by hearing the word and believing. Verse 25, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they, shall hear, they that hear shall live. Woo! He's making, some, he's making some claims that are way out there. First, he's claiming if you believe, you'll hear it and believe it, you'll have eternal life. That's an incredible claim. Then he goes on to claim that the dead that are laying in graves are going to hear his voice and they're going to live. Resurrection power. He also calls himself the son of God. God manifests in the flesh. You see, just in two verses, Jesus Christ is making some incredible claims about himself. Verse 26, For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Jesus Christ is claiming to have the power of God to give life, resurrection life. See, these are incredible, outstanding claims by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 27, Hath given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Not only is he going to give you life, not only is he going to raise you up, but uh, he has the authority by God to judge you. So Jesus Christ is saying, I have eternal life. Who I am is the Son of God. I have the resurrection power. I'm going to judge. Marvel not, verse 28, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all, all, all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. Ooh, and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. This man is not only claiming he's the son of God, that he has eternal life, he has the power to give you eternal life, and has a resurrection power. He's claiming he's got the power of judgment and the power to send somebody to a damning hell. Some bold, brothers and sisters, bold claims by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 30, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. And that's what I want to preach on this morning. The witness of Jesus Christ. What Jesus Christ just said there, after he made all these bold claims, he said, if, I'm just, if it's just me telling you this, then that's not true. What makes something true? You've got to have a double witness. Amen. To, in, the, in, the, in the Levitical law, what God had told them, before you could stone somebody to death, before you could condemn somebody, there had to be two witnesses or three. But you had to at least have two. You couldn't just have one person come up and say something. There had to be a double witness. And what I'm going to show you this morning out of Scripture, and Jesus Christ is about to show you, starting verses 32 all up to verse 39, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is about to show you there's four witnesses 
He's going to give you that proves that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He can give you eternal life. He's everything He just said He is. These are going to be four witnesses. He says, they tell you who I am and what I am and what I can do. And He's going to tell you these four witnesses as we study through this. So there's a fourfold witness of Jesus Christ, who He is, and He's going to give it to us there, starting in verse 32. There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnessed of me is true. You sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. So he's going to give the first witness he's going to give to you out of these four witnesses is John the Baptist. He's going to give you John the Baptist as a witness. So these four witnesses, I'll go ahead and give them to you. Just get ahead of myself, but I'll go ahead and give these to you. The four witnesses are John the Baptist, which is a testimony of other believers. The second witness is going to be the works of Jesus Christ. The third witness is going to be God the Father. It's a spiritual witness. And then the fourth witness is going to be scriptures. Scriptures. So going back up to verse 33, Jesus Christ says, The first witness is, Ye sent unto John, and ye bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that ye might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. So John the Baptist was a testimony. Jesus Christ says, if you want a testimony that I am who I'm saying I am and can do what I say I can do, you need to go to John the Baptist. You, you, you believed in John the Baptist. He was a lot. You sent unto him. You were following John the Baptist. And you believe that John the Baptist had the truth. Well, you need to follow the witness of John the Baptist and, and, uh, as he witnessed unto the truth. Now, he said, Jesus Christ says there in verse 34, But I received not testimony from man. But these things I say that you might be saved. What he's saying there in verse 34 is he's saying, I don't believe what man has to say. I, I don't care what man has to say. But if you're one of those that has to have a testimony of man, well, there it is that you might get saved. Some of us need that. Some of us need that testimony from man. For me, it was a great blessing, Brother Marwitz, to be up there and to see other men that believe just like me and you. About the Bible, about Jesus Christ, about creation, about evolution, about everything in the, under the sun. They, we could walk hand in hand in agreement. It was a blessing to me. It was a blessing to see an MIT graduate who walked on the moon named Charlie Duke. One of the last men to walk on the moon. The youngest man to ever walk on the moon. Charlie Duke to proclaim Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Amen. That was a blessing to me. There's a man of high authority. There's a man that's very highly intelligent that claims Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior Amen. and believes in a young earth like I believe. Those are blessings to me. Those are good testimonies. Jesus Christ says, if you need that, here it is. It's John the Baptist. If you need a man's testimony, you can't get a better testimony than John the Baptist. That's why he's saying there. But I receive not the testimony of man, but Jesus Christ doesn't need that testimony. Look at John chapter 2. Come, come back a couple of pages. John chapter 2. Verse 24. Listen to what Jesus Christ had to say about men. Uh, Gospel of John chapter 2. Look at John chapter 2, verse 24. Oh, look at verse 23. Let's get the context. Let's get the context. Verse 23. Now, when he was in Jerusalem, talking about Jesus, at the Passover, in the feast day, many believed in his name. When they saw the miracles which he did. See, they're believing in him after they see these miracles. They're starting to believe. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because they wanted to make him king. He did not commit himself unto them. At that time, someone wanted to make him king. 
because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Jesus Christ doesn't need the testimony of man because he, know he knows what man is. He's a dirty, rotten sinner. He doesn't need the testimony of man. It isn't, when, a man when a man comes up and praises you, you're getting praise from a dirty, rotten sinner. I'm going to say something that I don't, I, don't mean, if anybody, I don't mean this to hurt anybody's feelings. And I'm not telling you that I don't appreciate your, your grace that you show me in this church. But it's amazing to me, and I've told my wife this. When somebody comes up to me and says this, Oh, Brother Keegan, oh, that was such a wonderful message. Oh, Brother Keegan, oh, God was using you. Oh, God was, oh, God was all over you. Oh, it was so divine. Oh, it was so wonderful. The Holy Spirit, oh, the Holy Spirit was all over you, Brother Keegan. Oh, you did such a wonderful message. I go and tell my wife, I say, well, they're going to be leaving. Because <laughs> there's no doubt that in a week or two, I'm going to offend them, they'll, they'll, they'll leave. It's those that have been here every Sunday, every Wednesday, that <laughs> just show up to church Hear the word of God, you're even killed. I know how men are, or women, and, 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 and they, they get over-emotional about stuff. And something will happen, oh, it's just a wonderful thing. And they get over-emotional. Like when they're in agreement with me, then they're well, they're, when they're in agreement with me, they're ready to make me a king and put a crown on my head. But when they're in disagreement with me, they're ready to crucify me and stone me. It, it, it's these extremes. I love y'all when you're just even killed. You know what I want you to say? It's all right. I did that for my wife. It's all right. My wife makes fun of me because she'll ask me, was that food any good? Was that that? And I always go, it's all right. And she, it's all right. I don't mean to be pessimistic. Just, yeah, it's all right. If it's really good, then I'm saying, hey, it's really good. But most of the time, it's all right. Be even kill about it. It's never as good as you think, and it's never as bad as you think. Jesus knows us that way, see. But let's turn, keep turning to the left, a couple of pages, to John chapter 1, verse 15. Let's look at the witness of John the Baptist. And this is the witness, what this is, this is the witness of John the Baptist, or the testimony of other believers in Jesus Christ. Points us, Jesus points us to that. Verse 15, John bear witness of him. Talking about John the Baptist bear witness of Jesus Christ. John 1, 15. And cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake, he that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. So what was John's testimony? John the Baptist's testimony was, Jesus Christ is better than me. Jesus Christ is greater than me. And his testimony was, Jesus Christ came before me. That makes no sense unless Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. That was his testimony. And then he went on to testify of Jesus Christ at verse 16, and of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. We've seen it, we've witnessed Jesus Christ, and we've got that grace upon grace upon grace. It's a, it's a, founding it's a foundation that's built with bricks of grace and grace upon grace, brick upon brick. Praise God. Verse 17, for the law was given by Moses, but hey, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So he said, the testimony of John the Baptist, yeah, the law was given by Moses, and that was way back then, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That's his testimony. And that's what Jesus Christ is pointing you to as a witness, if you need a witness of man. No man had seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Amen. He hath declared him. One last testimony I want to show you. Look at verse 29. 
One last testimony I want to show you of John the Baptist. Verse 29. Here's what John the Baptist has to testify of Jesus Christ. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Amen. Amen. The testimony of John the Baptist was, That is the Lamb of God. He's going to die for mine and your sins. That's his testimony. Jesus Christ says you need a testimony. Go to John the Baptist. That's John the Baptist's testimony. Now you got to witness some millions. You got the witness of millions of believers in Jesus Christ. You got the witness of me. You got the witness of other believers in this church. You got the witness of millions upon millions of Christians all over the world this morning that will stand up and say, Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He's my Lord and Savior. That's a, that's a mighty witness. And Jesus Christ, He points to them. There's, there's Christians that can stand up all over the world can, who can say, Jesus, my witness, my testimony is Jesus Christ can take away all your sin because He took away all my sin. They can stand up and say, Jesus Christ can break the bondage of sin because He took away and broke the bondage of my sin. Jesus Christ can heal you from your alcoholism. He can heal you from your drug abuse. He can heal you from your sexual perversion. He can heal you from your lying and your stealing. And He can heal you from all your sins and cleanse you and wash you and make you white as snow. That's a testimony of millions of believers. Today, I'm not counting the believers over the centuries that have put their faith in Jesus Christ and, and, and made song after song, written song after song about our Lord and Savior, praising Jesus Christ for who He is. And everything He can do that He said He could do, they, their witness is, it's true He can do that. Let's go back to John 5. Let's look at that second witness. Let's look at the second witness. John chapter 5, verse 36. Jesus Christ says, But I have a greater witness than that of John. So you, have, you can use a witness of man, but he says, I got a greater witness. What's a greater witness, Lord? But I have a greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. Amen. When Jesus Christ was walking around, and there were other men doing this at the time. This is what you got to grab a hold of. There were other men walking around saying, I'm the Son of God. And there's been men after Jesus Christ. There's been men that stand up today in 2019 and say, I'm the Son of God. So how do you know that Jesus Christ is different than all these other fakers? Because of the works He does. He says, look at my works. The healing, calming the, calming the sea, the storms of the sea. Look at the way he healed the leper. Look at the way he made the blind to see. Look at the way he made the maimed to walk. Look at the way he raised the dead. These are incredible miracles that Jesus Christ is doing to prove that not only is he the Son of Man, he's the Son of God. And he's showing you, he's telling you there in verse 36, he says, I have a greater work, witness than that of John. It's the works I do. Now, you don't have to turn there, but in the same book, in John 14, John chapter 14, verse 11, Jesus Christ says this. He says, believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father's in me, in me. Or, else believe me for the very work's sake. If you can't believe me that I'm in the Father, and the Father's in me, if you can't believe that I'm the Son of God, and I can give you eternal life, believe, that I, believe it because I'm doing these works. Because I know we're, we're, we're all in our heart doubting Tom's. Thomas, who walked with Jesus Christ for three and a half years, when he heard that Jesus Christ raised from the dead, he said, I don't believe it. 
Until I can see him and put my hand, my finger into the, into the holes in his hand and thrust my hand into his side, I won't believe it. And what happened? We know the story that Jesus Christ showed up. And the first thing he said when Thomas was in the room when Jesus Christ showed up, Jesus Christ said, Thomas, come hither. Come here. Put your hand right in here. Put your finger into here. Take your hand and thrust it in my side, Thomas. Don't be doubting, but believe. And Thomas, after he seen, what did he do? My Lord and my God. That's exactly what he did. He hit his knees and he said, my Lord and my God. But see, he needed the testimony of works. He needed the testimony of works. And Jesus Christ says, if you need a testimony, you need a witness. If you don't want to believe John, you don't want to believe other believers, you've got a greater witness. It's the works that I do. Now, we can't physically, no man can physically see Jesus Christ doing these works today. We're not there. We weren't there 2,000 years ago. But you can look at history. And I, and I challenge you, if you're a non-believer, if you're, if you're an atheist or a non-believer, I challenge you to, to check into this stuff. Check on Jesus Christ. Tell me, show me another man that has claimed to have done all this stuff. And I mean that. There has never been another man in history that's been associated with miracles like Jesus Christ. Not never. I'm not talking about there's been some other. Never. Now, there's been a man or two that have claimed to have done a miracle. But I'm talking about miracles, plural, and not one or two, not three or four, not five or six. We're talking about thousands of blind healed, thousands of deaf can hear, thousands of men being uh, raised up to where they can walk. We're talking about literally thousands of miracles of Jesus Christ. And the reason why I point this to you and say this as a witness to you to believe that Jesus Christ is who he says he is because there's nobody else in the world that's mocked, mocked like Jesus Christ for the miracles he did do. If there's one thing they mock Jesus Christ about is the miracles that we, we know he did. Are you going to walk on water like Jesus? Look, I'm walking on water like Jesus. Look at that, I'm walking on water like... They use Jesus Christ and mock the miracle all the time. And the one I see all the time is walking on water. Yeah, like somebody could walk on water. Jesus Christ said, that's a miracle that should prove that I am who I am. Raise him from the dead. That's an amazing claim. That not only did he raise people from the dead, but that he rose from the dead. These are witnesses, guys, that you shouldn't take lightly. Now, we, we, we understand how amazing they are, but as Christians sometimes, we just take them for granted. But if you're on the outside looking in and Jesus Christ said, you don't believe who I am, well, if you look at these witnesses, this is something that should really make you ponder. This is something you should really meditate on because there's never been a man like Jesus Christ in history that's been associated with miracles and that they mock for the miracles he's done. Not one. And I, 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 I challenge you to name them. Name just one other. You won't find it. You won't find it. He's very special that way. I don't care if you believe Jesus Christ. You don't believe Jesus. I don't care if you don't. If you think, even if you think Jesus Christ is some kind of historical made-up figure that never existed, you have to admit there's nobody else that's been associated with miracles like Jesus Christ. You have to admit that, atheist or not. You have to. It's undeniable facts that I'm giving you. So Jesus Christ says, look at my miracles. Look at John chapter 5. Let's go on to the next one. John chapter 5, verse 37. And the Father, here's the third witness. This is the third witness Jesus Christ gives us. And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. 
You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. You have not his word abiding in you. For whom he hath sent him ye believe not. You don't believe in Jesus Christ. You don't believe in God. You've never seen him. you never heard his voice. This is the witness of the Father. And what this witness of God the Father, this godly witness, is a spiritual witness. This is a spiritual witness that God gives us. Now in John chapter 4, if you turn just a couple pages to the left, in John chapter 4, verse 24, Jesus Christ describes to us this witness. He said that God is the Father is a witness. He said you've never seen him nor heard him. Well, the reason why he says that is because of verse 24 of John 4. He tells the woman at the well, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I'm here to tell you when Jesus Christ is saying one of the witnesses, the third witness is God the Father, what he's saying is that's a spiritual witness through the Holy Spirit. That there's a spiritual witness through the Holy Spirit. There's things happening in the world spiritually that you cannot explain with science. And the main one that no, it's an elephant in a closet for every evolutionist. They try to take it and hide it. Is you can't get something from nothing. We know through science, undeniable, there is a beginning. Now, I can open my Bible. Genesis 1-1 tells me in the beginning. Now, evolution will say in the beginning, there was nothing. And then something came from nothing. You understand what I just said? That's the stupidest statement a person can make. Something came from nothing. Define nothing. They tried to get, they got, tried to get old Richard Dawkins on that in a debate. I just, I just saw that. They asked Richard Dawkins about nothing. He goes, yeah, I know that sounds funny. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense to say nothing. Something came from nothing. But this nothingness, he said, this nothingness is a mysterious force. And they laughed at him. And he got red in the face. And he said, why are you laughing? And the guy that was debating him turned to to Richard Dawkins and said, we're laughing because you're trying to define nothing. Listen, this nothingness is a mysterious force. In the beginning, God, that's what my Bible says. That's what I believe. In the beginning, God. So the witness is God. That's that mysterious force, Richard Dawkins, that you can't figure out because you don't want there to be a God. That's the witness. God is a spirit. It's a spiritual witness. There's something in me that gives me a witness that I am saved and going to heaven. And I can't show it to you. I can't pull a card out. I can't pull my wallet out and pull a card out and say, see, here's my membership card to, to heaven. So I'm gonna get I can't pull out a ticket and say, this is my ticket into heaven. It's a spiritual witness that's given unto me that only I know about, but I know it. And I know I'm going to heaven. And I know there's other, others of y'all underneath the sound of my voice that could give the same testimony. I know that I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. It's a spiritual witness. And that's how God works spiritually. He doesn't work physically. Look, you're in John 4 with me? If you turn to John 3, just look at John 3. Look at John chapter 3, verse 7. 
or verse 6. Look at John chapter 3, verse 6. We're talking about spiritual things. The witness, the third witness Jesus Christ says that you need to realize there's a witness, a spiritual witness. Look at John chapter 3, verse 6. He's talking to Nicodemus. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. What is that? That's your first birth. That, that's being born of a mother. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Born of the Spirit, capital S. Holy Spirit is spirit. There's spiritual realm. You can't see with your eyes, your physical eyes. He said, that which is born of the flesh, that's your, that which is born of the Spirit, the second birth. First birth is flesh. Second birth is spiritual. Ye must, verse 7, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Well, that, how am I physically going to be born again? That was Nicodemus' question. And, and, and Jesus Christ said, this is not physical, Nicodemus. This is spiritual. This witness is a spiritual witness. We can't see God. No man has seen God at any time. You can't see God. But spiritually, you can feel God spiritually. Now, how, how, what do you mean feel? Feel is a physical sensation. I know, I know. I, that's the only way I can describe it. There's something spiritual going on. And Jesus Christ describes it in verse 8 as the wind bloweth where it listeth. And now here's the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. He said, like you look at a tree and you see the leaves moving on the tree, the wind's moving the leaves. You know the wind's moving because you see the trees moving, but you don't know where the wind came from and where the wind's going. That's how the Holy Spirit works. That's the spiritual realm. Guys, there's friends of mine that can come up to you and say, I don't know what happened with Keegan. I don't know where Keegan went or where Keegan's gone or what's going on, but there's something different about Keegan. It's like the wind has moved the leaves on him. That's called a spiritual, something spiritually happening in my life. Now I know that the Bible tells me that what that is, spiritually speaking, is that I'm born again. Amen. Because I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So that witness is a spiritual witness. So when you, if you hear it like you're hearing the sound of my voice, and if you're not... If you're in here and you're not saved, you're in here and you're an atheist, or you're underneath the sound of my voice and you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, I guarantee you the witness of the Holy Spirit is on you right now. Amen. The Holy Spirit is speaking in your heart. Maybe you're getting goosebumps. Maybe the hair on the back of your head standing up, back of your neck standing up, and you, you're knowing something. You, there's this, this gnawing feeling deep down. That's called the Holy Spirit working on you. I've had it. I know it. I mean, I've been there. I'm right where you're at. I was not, I was not always saved. I was right where you're at, lost, going to hell. And that, that, there's that gnawing. You just know something's not quite right. And that's a witness that you need Jesus Christ. You need to receive Jesus. And if you'll take that witness and come down and receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, boom. Amen. There's a spiritual change in your life. Your mom won't be able to see it. Your wife or husband can't see it. It's, you can't see it, brothers and sisters, but there's spiritually something happens. And the Bible goes on to describe it in Romans chapter 8 that it's a spiritual witness that it's in us that cries out, Abba, Father. Amen. Calls us to cry out to God. No, now we're not calling God God. We're calling God Father. Spiritually, we're born into the family of God. That's a great witness. And every sinner is shown the witness through the Holy Spirit. That Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. So back in John chapter 5, let's look at the fourth witness. The fourth and final witness. 
John chapter 5, verse 39. The fourth witness Jesus Christ gives us to prove that He can do all the things He said He can do is found in verse 39. He says, search, Jesus Christ, fourth witness, search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. It's the Scriptures. That's the fourth and last witness. It's the Scriptures, uh, the Holy Bible. It testifies and it witnesses about Jesus Christ. The scary part of verse 39 is right there. Look at verse 39 again with me. The scariest part of verse 39 is what Jesus Christ, where he says, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. Uh oh. Do you realize there's some people that think they have eternal life and they don't have it? There's some people that think they're going to go to heaven and they're not. There's people that think they're saved, that think they know the scripture, but without Jesus Christ, you're not saved. You're not saved. And that's what Jesus Christ is telling them. You're trying to get to God and have eternal life through the Moses, through the Old Testament, through the law. That was, that, God was doing that and holding you out for me to show up and to die for the sins of the world as a Lamb of God. All these things, the Passover, all that stuff, he's telling them, it points to me. It's all he's doing. God's just pointing you toward a time that I'm going to show up and be that lamb Amen. that John the Baptist testified of. And you think you have eternal life. You don't. You don't have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. From Genesis to Revelation, do you realize from Genesis to Revelation, this book's nothing but about Jesus Christ? That's a bold statement. His name's not even mentioned in the Old Testament, it is in Joshua. If you believe Joshua as Jesus. But the truth is, he is in there. You just got to be looking for him. You got to be looking for him. He's in there. He's in the first two or three verses of the Bible. And it don't stop. He's in there everywhere. He is the sun. S-U-N. Rising with healing in his wings. Right there in chapter 1, the sun is created. And resurrection power. All this stuff is in there. All these creations, all these things that God's creating, they're pointing you to the truth of the Word of God who was with Him and in Him and was God from, from the beginning, John 1.1. 1, 1. He's pointing you to that. So this incredible witness of the Bible shows you that Jesus Christ is who He says He is. Do you realize there's 48, in closing, there's 48 prophecies fulfilled by Jesus Christ. The reason why you can believe this Bible to be true is prophecy. It's just prophecy. Just the Bible says what's going to happen, it happens just like it says. And also, you've got so much scientific fact in here that there's no way they could have known scientifically the things they knew without divine intervention. Now, people don't want to believe that, but it's in here. Because they don't want to believe it. That's why. Why don't they believe it? Because they don't want to believe it. So if you have Jesus Christ fulfilling 48 prophecies when he came on the earth and died for our sins, you know what the odds of that are? Let me give it to you. The odds of that, of Jesus Christ doing that, is 1 to the 10th power, 1 in 10 chance, but it's not a 10 chance. You've got to put 157 zeros onto that number right there. 1 to the 10th and 157th power. 
Now, for those of you that are like me that understand what that means, that means this. You've got to put 157 zeros behind that to get the right number. So what do we got here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. You see this number? How big that number's getting? It would, I'd be wrapping around the church, wouldn't I? One number. One in that number. What do you call that number? It's not a million. And it's not a billion, right? One in a billion chance? One in a trillion chance? No, you know what that number is? You know what that number is called in mathematics? I'll give it to you. That number is called impossible. A mathematician will say, that's not a million, that's not a billion, that's not a trillion, that's one in impossible. Jesus Christ says, I have four witnesses. John the Baptist and other believers, they witnessed to me. He goes, I don't trust men, but if you need that to be saved, they bear witness to me. And I'm here to tell you, don't trust me. I'm just a, I'm just a rotten sinner. But I, I, I'll give you the testimony Jesus Christ is who he says he is. Jesus Christ says, if you don't, I've got a greater witness to that. Look at my works. If you look at the works of Jesus Christ, there's never been a man like Jesus Christ. Never made a man do the works like Jesus Christ. That also includes his words. When they went to arrest Jesus Christ, they went to arrest Jesus Christ. The, the officers of that day, the temple officers, went to arrest Jesus Christ. They came back. The priest said, where's Jesus Christ? You know what they told the priest? They said, never a man spake like this man. It's his words. Nobody has done the things that Jesus Christ has done that's been recorded in history. False or true, nobody's done it. Nobody said the things that Jesus Christ has said. In history, Amen. the third witness is the, the spiritual witness, the father witness. That you can't explain the spiritual things that happens to Christians in the world. There's no way to explain it. No way. And the fourth witness is, of course, the Holy Bible that we have in our lap right now. I like that witness. You know why I like that witness? That's just as close as you can get to black and white. It's black and white right there. It's written down. You're either going to believe it or not. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just gave you four witnesses that Jesus Christ gave you. And he said, there's going to come a time that I'm going to judge the world. They're going to, I'm going to judge the good and the evil in the world. I have life. And if you believe in me, I'll give you eternal life. And you can have that righteousness. Now, if you, want what, if you believe Jesus Christ and believe what he has for you, you can come down and you can take it. But God's a gentleman. He's not going to just come knock on your door, bust in your door. He's not going to just do anything like that. Kick your door down into your heart. You've got to receive him. He'll stand at your door and he'll knock. And you've got to open the door and let him in. So spiritually speaking, if he's speaking to your heart, knocking on your door... Come on down and let's get saved. Let's not wait another day. I've given you the witness, and I'm here to tell you my witness is, I did that, I did exactly what Jesus Christ told me to do, and I've never been the same. And boy, do I have the joy and peace that the world can't give me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your grace and mercy, Father. And Lord, I just pray if there's somebody at the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Father, I just pray you speak to the heart the truth right now, Lord. 
And Father, I want to thank you for these witnesses. Lord, thank you for the witness of the believers. Lord, thank you for the witness of your works. Thank you for doing these amazing works, Lord God. And Lord Jesus, I want to thank you, Father, for you doing a witness of the Father and a spiritual witness. And the witness is, Lord, of the Scripture and the Bible. Father, I just want to thank you for those, Lord. Thank you for giving us a true witness. And Lord, it's just there for us to believe. And Lord, if there's somebody who's having doubt, Lord, I just pray you break down that wall of doubt, Lord God, that they might climb over those bricks and come to the truth in a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I'm praying all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Keegan Hall of Indian Gap Baptist Church of Indian Gap, Texas. If you'd like to contact us, you can do it at IndianGapBaptist.com. On the internet, it's IndianGapBaptist.com. But I have a question for you. If you died tonight, do you know if you would go to heaven? You know, if you're not sure, let me show you a few verses out of the Bible so you can know if you have eternal life. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So that verse tells us there that you can know you have eternal life. And I want to show you how you can know that. Jesus Christ talked in John chapter 3 verse 16. And most people have heard this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now it's an amazing verse of course talking about how God gave Jesus Christ as a gift to the world. But Verse 17 and 18, he went on to say something interesting. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So the whole reason Jesus Christ came into this world was to save you and to save me and you. But in verse 18, he says something that's amazing. He says that he that believeth on him is not condemned. He's stressing a faith. It's putting your faith into Jesus Christ. But he says there in verse 18, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So he says you're condemned already if you haven't believed in Jesus Christ. It's not like you're going to go to heaven and you're going to stand before God and you're going to have God put your good deeds on the scale and your bad deeds on, on the other side of the scale and he's going to weigh it and if you've been a good enough person down on this earth that he'll let you into heaven. It doesn't work that way. Jesus Christ is real explicit here to say that you're condemned already. You need a Savior right now. The same chapter down in verse 36, it says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. It goes back to a believe, putting your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But the verse continues, And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. See, it's going on right now. You need a Savior right now. You need to be saved from a devil's hell. Paul sums it up real good here in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's putting your faith in Jesus Christ from the heart. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And then with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's very important to confess Jesus Christ because the mouth shows where the heart's at. And in verse 13, he sums it up, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So friends, as simple as just bowing your head and saying a prayer, something like this. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you can came up from the grave and are alive right now listening to me. 
I invite you into my heart to save me. Please save me, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you prayed something similar to that, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at IndianGapBaptist.com. And God bless you. And until next time. Casting all your care upon him.